One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. And let me tell you how powerful you were in Ruined. Oh. You you did the show a number of times, and I sat there in the theater that one night and watched it. I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God. You were like a, a, a warrior princess. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. You had aura and power. I was I was moved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a special, special show, man. And I remember... Ooh, I remember too, like I actually got cast in another show at the same time, like before that one. And I left that show to be in Ruined. And I'm not going to say names, but there was this person that I left the show that that he, man, he tried to tell me that I was not going to work if I Uh. left the show. (laughs) I was his actor and he better not leave. Like he like, man, he left me some like really terrible like voicemail. Like it was bad. And I was just like, oh yeah, it was like, what? I can't, I thought I could. If I have a better opportunity, I thought I could go and you know what I mean? Like, I'm so and I was talking to people about it and they were like, Nah, he ain't got no power. So don't worry about that. He lost you. He ain't got no juice. Right. They're like, don't even worry about that. Ain't nobody thinking about him. And then I heard that he actually had some like temper stuff. So I kind of dodged a big bullet. Um, by being able to work with Aaron Todd as director of Ruin. So, and then, yeah, then Chuck, because Chuck Smith saw me in that, and then I got, like, a straight callback, um, not even having, I didn't have an initial audition. Chuck had me come to callbacks to audition for Stick Fly that Windy City Playhouse did, and then I got cast as the lead of that. So, like, literally, it's just been, like, people just seeing the thing, and then they come, and they like, it's such a blessing. I'll just be like, what? Like, I mean, and the same thing happened with me even becoming a Steppenwolf ensemble member. Like, right. the uh, artistic director, Anna uh, Shapiro, was going to see James Vincent Meredith in Court Theater's Blues for an Alabama Sky because he's an ensemble member, right? right? She didn't know me. But when she saw me, she was just like, who is that? And why don't we ever have her at Steppenwolf? And like, <laughs> I mean, I was trying. Like, they had me understudy. And then I right. they kept asking me to understudy. And I kept being like, nah, can I audition for a show, though? Um, like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to be a professional understudy there. Um, so I really kind of needed Anna to see me in court theaters, uh, Blues from Alabama Sky, because she actually was like, let's have her audition for Black's Workshop. And then I got cast in Black's Workshop. And then it was like, let's put her in the show. And then Thanks. after I do that show, they ask me to, to be an ensemble member. And like, so yeah, it's like... It's such a like, and I didn't even know that she saw me. It was just right. so crazy. And all the conversations she had with other people about me before she, at, like, I just found all this stuff out later. Like, I was like, wait, she, wait, she called up you, James? And you said, I, wait, she was just, she was like investigating me this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've heard casting directors say, go do shows, go do plays. Oh, you yeah. You want to get on TV show, go right. do plays so that they yeah. can come see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of shows, let, let's let's talk about uh, your, your reoccurring character. Oh, yes. Yes. A blessing. Um, yeah. So let me see. So uh, Chicago PD, medical examiner. Yeah, I got <laughs> nice. Can't get cast in that um, 2013. 
Um, and it was one of those things where I it wasn't recurring at the time. So I did one episode, season one, and that was it. You know what I mean? And then they, I think that writer, whoever hired me was not there all of season two. So neither was I, but then the writer or something came back season three and was like, where's that medical examiner we had? And then that's when they brought me back. And so like, it literally has been like a really interesting, um, beautiful experience, but it also is kind of crazy because it's like, I, I like secretly want people to die on the show so I can appear. <laughs> if nobody dies, I don't actually come back. So right, right. right. So yeah. and there's and there's another medical examiner that they go back and forth between me and this other woman. And so it also kind of depends on the director if they want an older um, white woman or if they want me and sometimes yeah. we'll go with the older white woman so like you know so I'm always just like okay is it my turn yet or you know so that's been um, it's really interesting it's always one scene some you know medical jargon and like I just you know in between takes just sit in the corner because I don't know everybody that well to be all like what, what y'all right. laughing about you know what I mean so I just kind of yeah. try to do my job you know no doubt it looks like they called you back uh, for one scene 14 times yeah wow. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. they keep. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always one scene. Yeah, it really varies whether it's going to be one once a year, a couple times a year. Like it really is like. So I, I never know when they're going to call me back. I wish that was something I knew, but it all depends on if someone dies in the show. They get shot in the arm, and then they go to the, the go to Chicago Med to get all stitched up, and I'm like, man. It's such a weird thing because I hate it in in life, of course. I never right. want somebody to die, but it like for this reality, I'm like, man, I kind of, I kind of want them to write some people to die. No doubt, <laughs> I feel right. terrible about that, but it's true. So hey, it's real. Not, it's real. Thank God, God. It's, it's the movies. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Residuals are still a blessing. So regardless, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right, right, right. For, you know, regardless, I still got them 14 episodes to <laughs> to keep it coming. I love it. You know what's tripped out? I went to DePaul too. I graduated in 2002. Oh, and it was the same thing. It was like, uh, it was five. It was started out with 10 and it was five of us when it was all said and done. And it, it was a good experience, but to your point, you had those experiences where, man, you, you do shows, we have successes, quote unquote failures. But, but that being said, how important is uh, training from your perspective in terms of um, really being a, a really a good actor, really great actor? How important is, is getting some training? Oh yeah, uh, I think it's it's really important because um, my undergrad, so Tennessee State wasn't actually the strongest for me in, in terms right. of like it didn't really teach me much um, to be honest when it comes to acting or anything. Um, you know, great institution for other subjects, but for mine in particular, nah. Um, so really, grad school was kind of almost for me a mini undergrad slash grad school because I kind of was really learning about acting for the first time in those right. three years, um, which was really overwhelming. But at the same time, the, the cool thing about Nepal um, was that all the teachers were working professionals. Yeah. Um, and so and they, you know, they're they're giving you all these different methods, all these different techniques. And then I choose which one, you know, I want to use for my professional life or how I'm going to do my own blend. Um, and so sometimes, yeah, I, I just feel like 
they just gave me a really great tool bag of things that I could pull out or I need to look back and what was that thing that I learned in that Laban class? Let me look back. So now it's just like I got this this bag of tools that I can, you know, look into because with right. Texas State, it was all raw talent. It was all raw and I didn't really know what I was doing, but yeah. I, there was enough rawness that was interesting that made it work. But like, it still was like, I was, you know, not, I wasn't focused the way that I kind of became with DePaul because I feel like I really kind of learned how to ground myself right. um, more um, with that training. Now, I was uh, looking on IMDb and there's a, a film, Range Runners, and you're on the poster. And yes. you've got all this dirt on your face. <laughs> it looks like you had the opportunity to be athletic in it. And you're, you're the poster. You're the, the star of the show. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, Range Runners. Whew, yeah. I uh, shot that in 2018. And yes, right now it is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, we got to check it out. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And Verizon and Comcast, right. DirecTV, everything. So, um, yeah, it's, it's streaming right now in a really great time, I think, for the Halloween season, actually. Um, but it's a survival thriller. So I'm basically... Um, hiking in the woods um, and come across some people that uh, aren't shouldn't be in the woods and they take something from me and instead of actually going for help I actually go after them to get myself back. Um, and then it just it ends up not going so great you know they do some stuff and I be I'm just like I'm fighting but then I'm scared and then it's like a lot happening but I end up um, you know I, the, the whole the whole thing um, is about perseverance. Um, nice. It really is a, it, and that's a, a lot of track kind of came up with that because I'm running and um, there's some really cool um, like flashback moments that kind of are layered in so you can understand why um, she is so determined. Um, and the, the scenery looks beautiful. Oh yeah, so our so the director. And um, a lot of people actually that worked on that film work on Chicago PD. They, we didn't know each other actually at the time. Um, yeah. you know, but the, the, uh, the director, Philip S. Plowden, actually is the um, location assistant uh, scout of um, Chicago PD. So he finds all those loco locations or helps with that for that TV show. And right. then also like the writer works on Chicago PD as a, you know another person. And then the cinematographer also is one of the film people for Chicago PD. So they had like, a, like for it to be an independent film, like it was the, the like kind of the top type of professional people that had the best equipment. Nice, doing nice. Some really cool stuff. So the, the visually it's beautiful. The locations that they have are just, it's amazing. And, yeah, it's really, it's really actually really, you know, cool to watch um, just seeing all the stuff that they did. And it's just, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy experience to see me go through all that. <laughs> oh, okay, check it out. Okay, check it out. So, yeah. so having said, having said that, what are some of the differences from your viewpoint upon uh, uh, doing film and, and doing theater? What are some of the differences between oh, the two? Man. So, uh, so so I'll say, so theater, because um, I have so much more experience in it, um, it's a little bit more of a comfort, right? Right. Uh, but, uh, but, but film is really exciting to me because I always love learning new things and stuff. But the thing that I learned for someone that got used to doing using my big energy to fill up the stage and all that stuff, it's like I, I basically just kind of when I do film, I think about okay, if I was just sitting on the couch in my like in my apartment talking to my friend, how would I say these words? Like, it's right. not going to be a theater, like, really, you know, maybe really taking up the space, doing a little yeah. something bigger to really, you know, for the people sitting way in the back. Right, right. Kind of like, 
be very, I'm just really naturalistic in that internal, like, energy that I have, like, I notice that it can, it stays alive. So as long as my energy stays alive, it ends up being really, um, really, like, I'm able to maintain the grounded, like, work that I want. So, um, but the thing about film that, and TV that I love as well as hate is um, that I can just, like, a big emotional, like, heavy moment, like, I only got to do that, like, once. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do that maybe a couple of weeks and I'm done right. with that thing. But yeah. feature, that whole, like, oh, man, my husband dies. Like, I got to do that eight times a week or whatever. Right. Like, I can't, well, I don't want to do that anymore. My body has to, like, my body doesn't know that I'm acting sometimes. Like, it's right. literally is tense. It literally is feeling this trauma that I'm putting on it because I'm, I need to, you know, get to this emotional level. But yes, I love that about film because it's like, ooh, I only got to do this a couple times. Let's go hard. And then uh, (laughs) the thing that I I don't like um, is that like because I don't have that rehearsal process like I do theater, it's like I can go home, you know, or back to my hotel, wherever I'm at shooting or something. And then I have this amazing idea that I like, and but we already freaking like filmed that scene. And so I can't like, I can't, I can't go back to it. So like even with Range Runners, there were certain scenes that we shot and you know, I'm just doing what first impulse comes to mind and just trying to go hard with it. But then I'd get back to the cabin like, wait, oh man, I should have tried it. Ooh, if I had did. Mm-hmm. Right, no doubt, no doubt. And then just yeah. knowing that it's there forever. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. There forever. Yeah. So don't mess <laughs> up. Like that, they talk about, you know, don't be trying to be perfectionist. Da, da, da. But with film and TV, you kind of kind of need to be a perfectionist if you don't want some crazy work out there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's hard. You know what I mean? That's hard to take in. Theater is more forgiving because, you know, right. you see somebody and be like, maybe that's an off night. You know you have an off night sometimes, right? So with film and TV, it's like just knowing that it's, it's a different pressure. Right. Um, but I also, it's exciting because it's just like, man, like, I mean, Range Runners, we, we shot that in like 18 days. And this thing oh, is- Oh man, 18 days, okay, man. Yeah, and, it, and it's just living, you know what I mean? It, it has a life of its own, you know what I mean? I only had to spend that much time with it, whatever. And like, it is just, it's just okay. out there, you okay. know what I mean? And it's just so cool. Cause it's like, right. I actually I'm not going through that right now. Like it, like I go through a lot of crap in that film. Like it is, it is terrible. You people cringe and they're screaming about what are the stuff that I'm experiencing in that film. No doubt, can't wait to see it, yeah. Right, but I'm like, look, man, like, I only had to do that a couple takes, y'all. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm over here good. Like, I'm chilling. <laughs> you know, it's a trip. Uh, Tom Hanks, I was looking, listening to this video, Tom Hanks and Vi- Vi- Viola Davis. They were interviewing each other, and they were saying the same thing. He was saying, they were asking, do you look at your old films? He was saying, well, it's kind of hard because sometimes the families look at some films you look at a moment that you feel you didn't hit. <laughs> right. And they were saying this stuff. And they were yeah. saying differences with theater. You do a theater and it's kind of like, you know, it takes a while, but then kind of like it disappears. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And this is on tape. Yeah. But film is just there <laughs> for oh, yeah. Yeah. forever. Theater, you yeah. can attack it better the next day. You know what I mean? I'm going right. to get this better the next day. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, it looks like uh, we're getting closer to the time. But I, before Brad asked that last question, I wanted to just have you give us a one memorable moment on Chirac the movie? Oh, one memorable moment. Uh, so I had one scene. Probably, I mean, 
it actually wasn't at my shoot day. It was actually the table read that I was included in. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I'm, I am at this table with, uh, with Spike Lee and Jennifer <laughs> Hudson and yes. uh, John Cusack. And, um, here I am just <laughs> here, you know what I mean? Uh, Tiana, yeah, like, Hey, was, you know, I was so quiet, so nervous. Um, <laughs> and so just like, okay, like they do know that it's me. Right. Like, right. Right. They cares, right. Like I, I'm so, you know, but I was so great because the late uh, Samuel Roberson was also in that film. Um, and so he was at the table read. So I had a buddy to talk to, um, you know, to kind of calm my nerves. But yeah, Sam, he was a pro. He was just like, hey, Spike, can we get this picture? I'm like, I had never asked him for that picture. I should have, though. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, you know what, Celeste? You belong at that table, sister. You belong at that table. Doesn't Thank stop you. Thank you. You know, I, yeah, I have to remind myself that all the time. But it's like a kid in a candy store, man. Right. Like all of this, there's always something new and exciting that I haven't done. Or just when you go from watching these people to actually being there, it just seems so different. Like it's just like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Don't yeah. What advice would you give a young person looking to become a become an actor or artist? What what advice would you give them? Uh, so if they don't have any training at all, or just like they're in it, they're in the business, or whatever I want to say. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess if you're coming at this um, for the first time, I definitely would say um, study from the best. Um, you know, even when it comes to some of these acting studios and stuff like that, if you're not impressed by the credit. Um, that probably shouldn't be your teacher. Um, right. I mean, like, or even just, you know, because uh, I don't necessarily think you have to go to school um, for things. Um, you know, I, I think as long as you have a really great teacher, a really great coach that right. is legit, like they can get a lot out of you. You know what I mean? School is expensive. Um, and so I would say that. And then on top of that, once you're doing it, you're doing it like um, you're going to need something that is not acting. Um, you're going to need some hobby. You're going to need to be spiritually grounded. You're going to need to keep up your self-care because this business is abusive. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, it, it really is. Right. You got your highs and your lows and sometimes it's good to you and sometimes it's going to be bad to you. you know what I mean? but at the same time, what do you do in the, when the days of rejection? Because you're going to have way more rejection than you have um, of bookings, right? So yes, what are you yes, going to yes. do in that moment? And I don't think self-medication is the way. So <laughs> let's try to like find another thing that makes you feel good. What is that hobby? Are you a scrapbooker? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you reading a book? Like what will make you calm to remind you that you are enough? You know, journaling, all that stuff is good. And try your best. Easier said than done. Staying in your own lane. Um, knowing that just because someone's social media page looks real, real good, doesn't that's just the highlight. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see what's happening behind closed doors. Right, you know what I'm right, right. Yeah. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna necessarily ever post like, hey, I was really depressed right now. No, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want the whole world to know my business like that. I will be right. transparent, but I'm not gonna say everything. And so, and just that's the thing that I think people need to keep in mind because some also sometimes people that are out here doing the most are actually also getting hit the hardest. No um, so it's not even necessarily that anyone's bragging or trying to say that they better or anything like that. It's like, no, nah, man, this actually is something that I worked extremely hard for. So celebrate those people, you know what I mean? Celebrate them, even if they are arrogant, celebrate them, you know what I mean? And just be inspired by them 
and do your thing because you can be like, oh my gosh, they, I auditioned that I could do that better. I could do that. Well, until you actually do it, nobody knows that you could do it better. So how about you do it? <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we'll see then, you know what I mean? Because right, there's right. so much out here. You can always create your own. And I, I advise everyone create their own work um, yes. on top of this business because it empowers you and it inspires others to do the same. So just take that extra time to do uh, more than just rely on your agent to get you gigs. You got to you got to do some more stuff. Amen. Yes. yes, the lust. That was so empowering, my friend. So empowering. <laughs> Just straight up, it is. It is. Yeah, inspired. No doubt. Oh, good, good. Yes, yeah, my pleasure, man. I love talking. Hey, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking with you. So yeah. for uh, for Brad Stevens and Harold Dennis, and you can call me H. <laughs> As always, dream big, dare to be great, and we talk to you later. Peace. Yay. Oh,